Right, welcome everybody to another episode of 21 Going On 77. I am your host, the vet of the group, Dwight at 5172214. Joined, as always, uh, with my, the, my, my counterpart, my esteemed co-host, Young SJ, the prodigy, the, the basketball genius at SJ Basketball 8. How you feeling, fam? Oh, that was a lovely introduction. <laughs> Thank you for that. <laughs> hey, hey, uh, I'm, I'm gassing my homies up, man. I'm gassing my homies up. Nah, but I'm, I'm doing okay. Super, super, super busy, but, you know, just trying to push through. All right. So, y'all, we going to jump right into it with this one because I think we both have uh, really hectic schedules and We've been blessing y'all with these damn near two-hour pods. Yeah. And y'all have loved them because our last two episodes are by far most listened to. And I thank y'all, but we only got a good 45 minutes, even though we say our our longer episodes, we never plan on being that long. We see if we can keep this under 45 minutes to an hour. So we're going to jump straight into it. Um, we're recording this Saturday. Uh, 26. 26, uh, February 26. So we only got one game to go over with the Mavs after the All-Star break, and we're just going to react to the, some of the, well, one of the games that we've seen from around the NBA. So um, of the big trades that have taken place, you know, the blockbusters, quote-unquote, Philly. Philly played Minnesota last night, and James Harden, it looks like he took that fat suit off. Um, he looked like he in shape. He got some. He got some bounce back on that step back. He looking good, man. Uh, I'll be honest. I only watched the highlights of this. I didn't actually watch it live or even do a rewatch. So only caught the highlights. But the boys look good. As what you what you think? How, how you feeling about them? Yeah, so I watched um, the first half. I don't watch the second half because, yeah, <laughs> and Mazron. But um, so, I mean, from what they, I mean, the fit, I don't know who was questioning the fit. You know, I don't know if there were any people questioning the fit. Like, they seemed like they were going to fit well. Like, this is a guard and a big, you know what I mean? An elite guard and an elite big. So, I mean, it was going to um always, like, work out. But, I mean, always with the first games, you're always going to see, um, you know, the new guy kind of trying to play his way, like, onto the team and kind of play within himself. And, you know, Harden does that. I mean, we've seen him on two different teams now in the span of, like, a year. And same thing in his Nets debut. You know, he was kind of um, sort of passive, you know, passing a lot, looking for other guys. You saw the same thing here. But I, I think he was a bit more aggressive. Um, offensively and I mean it looks good but my goodness the free throws <laughs> just in that first quarter alone granted most of it was Embiid and that's, that's a pretty reason why I don't like I I y'all know about my like Embiid like agenda <laughs> it's not like I will never lie like seriously like I might make jokes but like seriously speaking I'll never lie and talk about how he's like bad at basketball because that's just not true <laughs> um like I know he's elite but I don't know. He's not really a great watch to me just because, yes, he gets fouled a lot. And yes, um, the refs call every damn thing. That's the thing. Like fouls happen. I'm not saying he's not getting fouled a lot of time, 
but like god damn can y'all swallow your whistles i know you do it for other guys I, you know i watch you do it with Jokic. i watch you do it with Giannis sometimes like swallow your whistles god damn nobody wants a three like see a free throw fest so it gets a bit tiring but whatever um fit wise they look decent so i mean right now the question for philly is can they win it all like can they get out of the east can they beat some of these heavy hitters that's just the question right now and i mean we have to see it because you have doc rivers that's tax already (laughs) you know your coach so you already have that working somewhat against you um no offense but you know it is what it is and two I mean, Embiid, I mean, he's in better shape, but he still has, I mean, granted, he has Harden now, so you expect the load to be lighter, and he's isn't as, like, tired in second halves as he usually is, so we'll see the dynamic there, but then Harden, I don't know, man, he's a, I don't want to say he's a playoff choker, because he's had some moments in the playoffs, but he's a playoff choker, <laughs> like, you know, he's, you know, I don't know. We we have to. We just have to see it. I, and I'm intrigued to see it now. Philly obviously has leveled up, you know, because obviously Ben wasn't even playing, and now you got someone better than Ben, you know, to just add to your team. So, um, yeah, I um, yeah, I think the East, you know, playoffs going to be fire. Going to be fire. I said this last year. They were firing the um semifinals, but I thought it was going to be fire all around, and it wasn't. But this year, I think, is the year. Where just first round, second round, you know, conference finals, all that is gonna be elite for the East. Yeah, I um, like I said, I, I didn't watch the whole whole game, but there's two things I don't want to overreact to. A, I don't think Minnesota is great, but Minnesota is a decent team. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Minnesota's on the back to back. I know we don't like making that, that excuse for our Mavs, but that shit's real. You know what I'm saying? And, but I don't know, man, my, you know, DFW's Tyrese Maxey look good. I I didn't think he would play alongside them dudes that well, but he looked good. He Um, might be Brunson a little bit, like not like where he attacks gaps, like him Mm. and Harden are going to play real well together. Um, He reminds me of Brunson in that way. Yeah, I, I wasn't expecting that right off the rip, but James Harden's good at basketball. Um, I do think James Harden is a playoff choker. Like, so many of his big games have happened when the series was already been decided one way or another, right? So I, 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 you know, but at the same time, while I do think he's a playoff choker right now, he's so good. He still has a chance to rewrite his narrative. And I think Embiid's big thing is where... I think Ben Simmons is good, but with the money on the line, Ben Simmons hasn't been the best decision maker. So you got this big seven foot center who's got a lot better passing, trying to make plays. And it's like, man, there's only one joker. So when um, Embiid would turn the ball over, people would be packing him up. And I'm like, man, that ain't, he ain't supposed to be having to do that anyway. Like, you, you, that's not fair to him. And I'm not an Embiid fan. And, I'm not full on a anti Embiid agenda like you are, <laughs> but I don't root for them if that makes any sense. Like, I'm never like, yay, if they win a championship, I'd, I'd roll with it. But of my list of teams I'd prefer to get out to the East, they maybe, I don't know, fifth or sixth, maybe even seventh. 
I just, mm-hmm. I like you said, I don't. He falls down a lot. I know there's a bro always on the damn floor. Yeah, it's man. Crazy. Yeah, man. It was <laughs> like, I mean, I, when you watch him, when in doubt, just hit the deck and. Bro, he be flopping. That's my real yeah, like you yeah. too. Like a lot of my favorites are floppers. Like LeBron be flopping all that, but MB just too big for that, bro. You're seven foot, bro. You're just too big for all that. That's not even something I'm used to seeing from a big man. Like big men usually yeah, don't big, don't bro. don't don't get the worst. They they usually have to play through the contact as opposed to getting it. But he's one of the few really powerful physical presence I've seen get a whistle like that. But I don't know, man. We uh we'll see how it goes. It, it'll it'll be interesting. Um, it'll be interesting to see. It really, really will. Um. Did you have anything else you wanted to throw on that before we get to the maps or any other game you want to speak on? Uh, nah, no. Yeah, that that's about it. Um, yeah, I'm just excited to see how this, you know, second half of the season plays out with everyone, really. Yeah, I am too. Uh, this is going to be interesting. It, it, <laughs> I will say it is like the as we're about to get into that Trey Ja Luca triumvirate pooped the bed first game out of All-Star. I don't know what they was doing in Cleveland, but none of them look too good. But let's get into it. Speaking of our guy, my uh our large Slovenian son. The our Dallas Mavericks played a game in Utah against the Mormons last night. It was a, it was a really good game. It was an extremely entertaining game. Um, the results stunk, but I enjoyed watching the game. It, it, if you were a casual basketball fan, it had pretty much everything you like. Donovan Mitchell was cooking, making shots. Like, just he looked good. Uh, while Luca wasn't really, really making a whole lot of shots, the way he was playmaking, he was masterful pretty much the whole game at getting this guy's shots. And man, the, uh, the KP trade, boy. That tall man number six still ain't played. There's no definitive timetable for when he's gonna play. And man, Spencer didn't Dinwiddie and, and Davis, they look good. They look really, 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 really good last night. So um what did I like about the game? I really, really like how Davis looked. Like he I mean, he he's that Tim Hardaway spot is his, but I actually think he's a better shooter than Tim. Just a because he's taller. Oh, by far, by far. Yeah, he, he's taller, has a quicker release. Like I said, it. I don't. I don't. I don't, I don't know if it kind of sounds cliche or corny, but Davis is a shooter. Shooter. That's not a. That's not a Tim Hardaway. I shot forty. I never shot forty percent until I played with Luka Doncic. Shooter. That's a. I've shot forty percent pretty much on high volume most of the time I've been in the NBA outside of this year. He's shooter, shooter, shooter. And I will say this: he played a little. He's not a good defender, and they show was attacking his ass every single time he was in the game. But Buddy's still six ten. He's still 6'10", and he's in the right position. He just physically, while he's 6'10", he, he just don't have the athleticism to really 
deter anybody like that but he's not he's not food as much as i thought he's been with this very small sample size but they are attacking him and spencer i mean i don't know if spencer's had that efficient of a game this entire year like in my brain when i wanted him in the in the summertime the game last night is literally what i've envisioned um and it, he just looked good he did i have no complaints about the way he played last night um, it, it just looked good. He, he picked the spots. There was no chucking. There's no ball hogging. He made the right plays. He got in where he fit in. He, he looked good. He looked, he really, really looked good. And, um, you know, all the other others, Maxi folded up. He sold us. He really did. Um, Jalen, Jalen only had eight points, but I don't know if I really, it wasn't a great game, but like, he rimmed it out what four times? Like the ball was halfway down and then yeah, came it back like out. Four times. Yeah, yeah, it's like, it's like eh, I'm, obviously I wish he missed him, but I'm not gonna pack him up too much. He like he wasn't breaking them bitches off the end of, off the backboard or turning the ball over. So it wasn't a good game, but I'm not gonna kill him. Uh, I saw the Jalen Kane score against length again. I'm just like, I mean. The shot, he got good shots, man. Let's cut the shit. And uh, our son, Luca, you know, had a bad shoot night. I thought he passed the ball masterfully. But there's a lot going on about that five call that the, I guess the NBA has already announced that it should have been a foul. And personally, I feel like it's me, you, and Bibbs fighting for our lives on the timeline. <laughs> So many people like, I see it was a foul. He got to swallow it. I'm sorry, bro. I'm sorry. If they call that foul, okay. It ain't like Luca is some automatic um, free, uh, free throw shooter. And then also it's not like, like, bro, it was a minute and 46 seconds left in the game. They literally got a wide open corner three the very next possession. Like, I just don't see why that, is your proof for why you feel like we lost the game. I understand if it was like 10 seconds left, but we couldn't guard them at all. Like Nate, there was never a possession outside of the possessions Josh Green played where anybody on their team was uncomfortable offensively. Josh Green is the only player I saw last night that just stopped anybody from getting where they wanted to on the court. Like sometimes they just miss shots, but to me, that's one of the worst defensive games we played, in my opinion. I, I don't – even if we won that game, I wouldn't feel great about it because we didn't make them uncomfortable at all defensively. And, like, last night reminded me of the Rick Carlisle era where it's just like, hey, we just going to score. We're going to have a shootout. It's entertaining, but we, we don't – we don't got the firepower to beat a good team on the road in a shootout. Like, they have as much offensive firepower as we do right now. Um, so I just didn't – I'm not, like, sick. I still don't – I still think we could pack them up in the playoffs potentially. But before I get into uh, – I have, like, a I guess a big picture thing for our late game execution that may make us lose half our subscribers, and I hinted towards it. Uh, at the end of last pod, but I wanted your opinion on the guy. Well, um, I mean, first, first things first, fake game. Um, 
didn't count but two no but for real i was i was really watching for certain things in this game so i um tweeted about watching for the corner three and how they defend it i think that's where i'm not saying that's the biggest reason why we lost but i think that was definitely one of the reasons um i thought the zone was just a mistake and it's funny because i was thinking i was like thinking about you know different defensive coverages that we've used this year and thinking about the jazz matchup and i was like yeah zone is definitely not going to be something that works in our favor against them in a matchup and kid tried it (laughs) you know i didn't think he would but he tried it and um just that corner three like utah generates a lot of corner threes and they have guys that can hit them and luca there were some possessions you know he was on royce you know obviously not paying attention (laughs) you know like drifting you know towards the paint and there was one shot i mean granted royce missed most of them so it's like were those good moves yes in you know yes in a vacuum because he missed most of them but there was this one possession where the game was i forgot the score at this point but luca was not paying attention to ball got to Royce in the corner and he hit the three and it was kind of like a momentum swinger kind of thing and I was like come on Luca you know or not just Luca but you know what I mean like come on guys like this we have to be better here but even with the fact that yeah we couldn't really guard them but for most of the game they couldn't guard us either (laughs) like that's what I took out of that too like both teams to me they were like pretty much doing the same thing like running their own like kind of plays but the other team couldn't defend it um, and I think, I still think this might just be delusion, but I still think that we can guard them. Like, first of all, like Mitchell is always the key. Like he had a great game last night. We can't, that can't happen four times, like four games out of the seven games that we play because they will win. <laughs> you know, they will win all those four games because Gobert is going to do, you know, Gobert had what, 14 and 17 with a couple blocks. Like Gobert is going to do that against our team because especially with the boards, He's just, you know, I mean, shit, I mean, shit. that's about what he averaged, ain't it? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, uh, that's about what he averaged. So he's going to do that. Like, okay. But you can't have Mitchell also chipping in with like 30 plus points. That just can't happen. That can't happen. We're gonna lose. Um, so I just think um the game plan against him needs to be better. At, at one point, they were just letting him granted, he was hitting tough shots. At, at um especially to start the fourth he was just hitting tough shots you just gotta tip you know your cap to some of those shots but there were other shots they were just letting him walk into like threes and you know walk into certain shots you can't you can't let a scorer do that because they get in rhythm and it's you know it's wraps so I think um the game plan just needs to be better and I think it can be like I, I think the coaching staff can make tweaks to where um you know we're just um we can defend their schemes because I, I really do believe we can. But, you know, it was just rough. And to start, I mean, Maxi, Maxi. Maxi. Maxi, I have, y'all know my issues and my feelings about Maxi, you know, my stamp thing, all that. Y'all know that already. But I still had like hope at least that, hey, make some not even just make shots take the shots bro like you know especially in this matchup with Utah you're going to be open you're going to be open and towards the end of the game granted he played an okay game I don't think he was like bad for most of the game but in that last minutes when him and Luca were trying this weird two-man game kind of thing the open shot was there for him and he just was Gobert was like five feet he was just scared 
of Gobert trying to come close out. Just scared, like let release the ball, bro. You're six ten, bro. Your release point is high. Like, like shoot the ball. Even if you miss, shoot the ball. He's too scary. Like you have to shoot the ball, and he didn't shoot the ball. So I'm just Maxi. If he's gonna be, if that's just gonna be him in that matchup, we're not winning. We're not winning, and that's why on last pod. I remember how crazy it sounded. I said Maxi is the key to the like a role player <laughs> is the key to this. It sounded crazy, but you see, it's true. Like he's really, um, really the key to it. Like even if Luca played better or whatever, Maxi still has to have a role and have a big role in this matchup. And he's just he's just not built for it. He's just not. So um, I mean, we'll see. Postseason can be different, but I mean, we've seen this from Maxi, so I don't know. But um. Next, I want to hit on Davis and um, Spencer because they were amazing, especially like Bertans was just amazing. Like those are the games that you kind of envision from him. Mm-hmm. Like just heaters, like heat checks, he's releasing the ball, they're going in, like all that. Like that's just great. Spencer, very surprised at that game too. Like you said, he was very efficient. But one thing I do disagree with you um, in that you said that, yeah, obviously he looked good, but you said he wasn't like chucking. I disagree. I think he was still chucking a bit, but they were going in, and that's the difference. And that's why I'm a bit, I'm a bit kind of salty that we wasted that game from him, because like some of the shots he was taking, I was like, when when they were in the air, I was like, hell no, no way he just took the shot. But it went in like he came down the break and took like a horrible contested. Um, oh yeah, that one was transition horrible. three horrible. And he cashed it. He cashed <laughs> it. So it's like yeah. all right. His three ball was really on. He was taking step back threes. I'm like, oh, but they went in. And that's, I guess you, that's always the issues, especially with like high volume, like scores like that. Like they're going to take shots like that. And it's all, it's just a matter of, are you making it? Or are you missing it? So, you know, I'm just like, the game was so great, but I just couldn't, like, I couldn't stop imagining games where, damn, he's going to do the pretty much the same exact thing, but those are going to be bricks. <laughs> We're going to be so upset. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I mean, in that moment, I would hope that he's not granted. He has more like offensive help and he has like more guys to lean on. So I would hope if he's like off, he's, not continuing to chuck and he can find other ways to contribute but um with all that being said going back to you know a positive note he was great he was just great um again like I said really upset that we couldn't win that game with him having such a good game and I saw a lot of um talks about the lineup crunch time lineups how he didn't play and all that I mean I get it he was hot you know Bertans was hot but like come on they're, they're not gonna close the game like, you know what I mean? You're not benching. Like, first of all, in the crunch, are you going to take your chances with, um, like, a Brunson, Luca and Dinwiddie lineup? I don't know. Am I, all right, man, I don't mean to cut you off. Maybe I missed it. What? When is Spencer Lee the game? Because I feel like he's out there until, like, the last two minutes. Maybe I'm tripping. No, he was out there in crunch time, but not not to close, close. Like, I've okay. like the, the last two minutes he was in there. But he he played under five minutes. He did play under five yeah. minutes. He got some leeway. Bertans didn't. But come on, man. I know Bertans was hot, but he can't guard nobody. I get it from a defense standpoint. And you could say, well, we weren't guarding anything either. But it's the it's not just – it's you can't look at it like that. You know what I mean? Like, you can't look at it from a hindsight kind of point of view. Because when you're putting guys in the game, you don't know what the outcome is going to be. So – if I am going into crunch time, I need some defense. 
I'm not putting in like Bertans over Maxi. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm just, you're not, you, as a coach, you're not doing that. Um, but in hindsight, eh, probably could have taken a chance with Bertans, but there's just another thing where I think our clutch time defense, like I've seen that, you know, people are saying it's the worst in the league and it is, but I think it's the worst in the league because our clutch time offense is so bad. Hmm. Like we just don't like to me as a team, we've been so good at defense, you know, we just don't forget to play defense in the last five minutes. Like that's just not a thing. I think it's so bad because the clutch time offense is so bad. Think of the clutch time offense. What is it usually? Luca step back threes or just some weird brick you know from someone those lead to like long rebounds teams get the rebounds they push and we can't get our defense all the way set I think that's really the real issue with the clutch time defense because the offense is just so bad we really get you know the opportunity to really set our defense um so that's one and two the clutch time offense Luca you know to get into him he didn't have a great game you know, we, we can all say that shooting wise, he didn't shoot the ball well. Playmaking was okay for the first, you know, like 40, what, for the first like 45 minutes of the game. But then it comes to clutch time. And it's funny because, you know, we were all in the Hawk spaces and we were laughing, having a good time when, you know, Trey Young had that bad game and, you know, Hawks fans were talking about it. And while, um, while they were even discussing the things, I know we were all giggling, chuckling, low key. The whole time I was listening, I was like, this kind of sound like Luca sometimes. <laughs> you know, yeah, like, yeah. we're all laughing and giggling, but this sound like Luca sometimes. Like, y'all want to pretend like it didn't, but it does. And you saw that last night. And to, honestly, that was probably the basketball gods saying, God don't like ugly. Let's, <laughs> let's humble y'all. Because the very next game, Luca pretty much did the same thing, like, pretty much the same thing that Trey was doing and what Hawks fans were upset about. So, Including um, being fouled exactly. <laughs> and not being called but we sit and we laughed is that trey sold the game and then lucas sold the game and all y'all want to do is complain about the foul that didn't get called yeah it was i'm sorry i ain't mean to cut you off we're gonna get into that particular topic here in a second but that literally is exactly what happened when he's laughing at the hawks night before exactly that's why i was like yeah listen basketball gods man but still like yeah i just um it's just crazy because he doesn't have to do that. And he's clearly being like empowered by kid to me, the, um, the post game, like comments were telling where, um, kid was like, you know, we like that advantage. We thought it was an advantage for us. And Lucas saying, yeah, I like that matchup. So clearly like there was no going rogue or anything like that. Like they were all on the same page. Um, we're, we're going to have Luca pretty much do everything. And it's like, come on, man, run some sets, bro. Like this, like, this is not, um, sustainable in any facet of the game. <laughs> like it might look cool if he's like white hot, you know what I mean? And, and, um, just can't miss anything, but that wasn't the case. And granted he was due for a dud. So I'm not even, um, mad at the poor shooting night i'm not because his playmaking to me made up for it and we were in the game leading you know for most of the game so his inefficiency wasn't the issue it was just the process and the the thinking like he's stubborn and it's funny because um 
you brought it up too and it was so funny because it's so right but the clippers game the second clippers game we um faced the most recent one where tyloo i just said tyloo was hilarious because he was baiting luca like he baited him and luca just took the bait can't can't help himself can't help it like he said i'm gonna put zubat on you just off rip i'm gonna let zubat guard you because i know you're gonna stall your own offense and try to you know like sauce him up and you know that's exactly what happened and it was um it was work like it was working against him because he couldn't um do certain things and then he you know got loose but still it's kind of the same thing bro you got the switch the jazz gave up the switch easily because <laughs> at the same time they believe in gobert too so they gave up the switch easily and he just couldn't help himself possessions in a row to me if you drive the first two times even if you feel like you're getting fouled and um they're not calling it bro try something else bro the step back three gobert was guarding that well to me try something else if if step back three and driving to the rim are the only things in your arsenal arsenal i'm sorry that's a that's a red flag and i know those aren't the only things in his arsenal so at that point you have to try something else and i'm looking for that in the playoffs too because i know he's gonna adjust like zubach was like that zubach used to give luca fits He's completely figured him out. Like, that's not going to happen again. But Zubach and Gobert, kind of two different players. (laughs) You know, like, two different players. Like, Gobert, we clown him, talk about his defense. And, yes, you know, it can get exposed in the playoffs. Like, we know that. But he is still a defensive player of the year. Like, we, he still impacts games. We know this. So you can't treat him like a Zubach. You know, you're going to have to figure out something else. And to me, you have to start doing that quick because this is looking like, like, you know, the matchup. And it's a good thing we have two other games where he can, you know, try it out before the playoffs because you got to mix it up, bro. If if they're taking away your step back and Gobert is just long and with like an insane wingspan where if you drive on him, even if you beat him off the dribble, because he did beat him, you know, he did get by him, but Gobert can recover quickly because of that, you know, insane wingspan. And if you feel like, you know, you're getting hand-checked fouled, to me, at that point in the game, I'm okay with a no-call. Even though there was an incorrect no-call, I'm still okay with a no-call because it's like, we're deep in the game, bro. (laughs) You know, we're so deep in the game. Y'all always complain when it's not your teams and you hear all these these whistles. You complain about how the, the NBA is boring and how the NBA product stinks because of the whistles and all that. But yet y'all want every single whistle. Like to me, you just can't have it both ways. And even if we did get the call, like you said, and he made some free throws at that point, it was like one minute. You know, it was like we had time left. We, we gave up a corner three like in the exactly. whole night. The Playing very, the, the, very the very next possession. because uh, we had a shot clock violation. So mm-hmm. even if he makes that, we're losing one. I'm sure they run the same play. Like cut the shit, man. Yes, we, I don't think did we score again. I don't. I can't, I can't even remember. No, no, no. Uh, I think Dorian got like a layup. Yeah, that didn't really matter. But yeah, like yeah, we didn't score sure. anyway. So he, I, I don't know. I didn't mean to cut you off. My fault. No, no. I I'm just saying it's like if if you're blaming the game on a foul that was not called, I think your evaluation of the game is is a little inaccurate <laughs> you know what I mean? if you're like blaming that as the reason why we lost and you know i'm not gonna you know act like the world's ending you know it was a bad game it was a bad game from him and a few other players um 
they just have to be better and they can because I could just I see avenues for them to get better within this matchup and I mean I feel like the Jazz probably even think that too on their end granted they had good games from some of their guys but Conley didn't do a damn thing (laughs) not that I remember Conley probably hit like one or two threes but Conley didn't really do a damn thing and and, and that one or two the one I can remember where I was like damn that was a good shot was off a damn offensive rebound kick out exactly yeah so Conley wasn't really doing a damn thing offensively and I mean he's slowing out anyway as he gets up in age but still he's still a guy that you still have to account for and he didn't really do anything Boyan had that big three at the corner, but before then, he was like one for six. So he wasn't even having a great game by his standards. Jordan Clarkson had a couple tough buckets, but he didn't even really do anything crazy either. So, like, they probably on their end feel like, yeah, we have, we can be better too. So, I mean, I like the match, the match, I think it's football. I like the, um, the game last night. I think I thought it was fun. Granted, the ending, wish it was different, but thought the game was fun so I would like to see this as a series I, I really do and I do think we can win but our margin for error that's the problem our margin for error is so small that we just have to be not perfect but damn near close to that and I don't know man I, I think Luca can adjust he will adjust and put my faith in him to adjust and be better you know um he was he stayed after practice to play with you know the reserves because he felt he needed work to me and it's a sign of great things because the last time he did something similar <laughs> was that game um against charlotte last season he scored like 12 points stayed behind put up shots and he basically was dominating after that um so this is what i like to see and i i think i brought it up on the pod too earlier in the season when he was really struggling i was like boy if you don't stay behind and put some shots up <laughs> like because you are not making anything um this is luca um but he did that and i think we're i mean i, I feel bad for golden state um we play them tomorrow and it says clay's questionable i'm not sure if clay's gonna play but luca might be on a mission because nba twitter was chirping about how Gobert clamped them and all that. And I don't think he's scrolling Twitter, but I think he, like, if it's a topic like this where a lot of people are talking about it, you know, especially national media has been reposting and talking about it, I think he, you know, is a bit tapped into that. So I, I hope he can learn. And by learning, I don't just mean hogging the ball and making the shots, but, but the process to be different in addition to the results. So we just have to see. Yeah, I, I think Luca's gonna bounce back. Um, this is one thing I'll say: as much as he pisses me off, um, even I guess the topic I'm about to get into, I don't see him not figuring it out, right? So mm-hmm. I think he'll bounce back. Um, Luca, this is his fourth year in the league, man, and uh, in the some of the pregame, the pregame space. I don't were you were you in that you were in that joker for a minute, weren't you? Uh yeah, the one the jazz game. Yeah, yeah, with Rolo and uh I was in there for a brief minute. Yeah, I couldn't stay yeah. um what uh-huh. so, someone on there was like Luke is gonna do Gobert the way he did Zubach, and I was thinking, no the hell he's he's never done it. He's, he's never, never done, done it. Done it. But those those takes were kind of crazy to me. Yeah, too. he's yeah. never done it. I was thinking like to me, the reason why I was so upset is because the Jazz can't really guard us either. So late in the game, where they quickly conceded that switch and gave Luka the bait to where he could 
I, like it's I don't have the data in front of me, but Luca has never just put Gobert on a poster consistently for a whole game. He struggles beating him off the dribble because Gobert can get back with his length. Gobert struggles with raw straight line athleticism off the bounce. You know, uh, somebody like Terrence Mann who would just floor the ball and just run fast to the to the court. I mean, run fast to the basket. Those are the type of perimeter guys Luca uh, will go bears will struggle with. Luca, you know, a lot of his shit is shiftiness and deception, and that shit don't work on Gobert. You know, it, it, it doesn't. The wingspan is just doesn't allow it. it. Exactly, all them fakes and shit. That's why Mikhail defends him so well too. The wingspan, he can just recover so well. Exactly. So why I was so angry is because as someone who's watched literally every game Lucas played, I know that Gobert matchup is not is not a tasty one. Now, don't get it twisted. Luca can get some buckets, but it's not Zubai. It's not we get we going off of 40. And Luca was stubborn and he took the he took the he took the bait because to me why I was so angry I'm like look Jalen has leveled up we we have Spencer out there I think until like the two minute and 30 second hey man the only dude that can play defense is on the court is guarding you 27 feet from the basket swing that bitch and let somebody else get busy let somebody else do something because they literally have no one else who can they can't stop straight line drives. Like to me, that's the time where once they start conceding that switch, swing the ball and let anybody else do something. And I'm gonna dive into this, you know. Shout out to my guy Isaac, or well, our guy Isaac, you know, when DeRozan was cooking the other night, when he ironically enough packed up the the Hawks, people were like going off and saying, man, he would have been doing this in Dallas. Y'all crazy for not wanting this. I don't think Lucas passing the fucking ball to anybody. He hasn't done it. He hasn't done it. In his four-year career with the money on the line, unless he's trapped, he does not pass the ball. If there is a single human being guarding him, he's not passing the ball unless he almost gets strips or get, get in trouble. And this is where I don't give Luca. uh a lot of passes for being young with the fat shit. Like, bro, you're a professional athlete. It's your job to be in shape. I don't want to hear that shit. But this is something I do think is because he's young and everything has come so easy to him. Like, if there's one guy, he's not passing it. He's never given up the ball to let somebody else that can dribble. And I've heard other people theorize, well, because the other players are bad. How many fucking games has Jalen literally got us in the game damn near single-handedly in the fourth quarter or the third quarter, Luca gets in the game and he just never passes it to him and puts him in a position to score at all. Like, I, I've seen it a lot this year, be it Jalen. Uh, Spencer, I mean, Spencer was on the court in the last five minutes and I don't think he got a shot. I don't think he touched the ball once Luca got back in the game. Because you remember, they took a little, like... Uh, we went in front. That's the, We went in front. Brunson yeah. and Spencer put us in front. Yeah. And we checked back in. <laughs> like, no one else touched it. That's literally what happened. And, and that's the thing. No one's fucking coming to play with Luca until he gets that gets over that shit. I, I don't... I understand, this shit is ego. Um, it is. It is. It this is, shit is right? ego. Players in the league... You Spencer was over there losing his shit on the fucking bench. And 
God bless Spencer. He is not as good as he thinks he is. I ironically enough, I watched an interview with him uh, from before the season started, and that man was dead ass serious. Said he came to Washington to be the one B to Bradley Bill's one A. And I was like, oh shit, he believed that shit. <laughs> like he truly believed it. He said it. Those are his words. I didn't take it out of context. And y'all know I love Spencer, but that man ain't nobody's one. He's no team's one B. No team in the NBA that's worth a damn. And the point I'm trying to make with that is any star, anybody with a dribble package, anybody that can cook, they are going to want the ball in that situation. And letting Luca, is, as good as he is, just shoot every shot down the clutch, down the stretch. It's not... No one's going to sign up for that. And I don't think Luca will share the ball with anybody because he's had teammates have good games, get us back into the game. But when it's clutch time, unless he gets trapped, he's not passing that bitch unless it's a kickout. He just ain't. He's just not. And the only thing I remember is, um, and this is so sad, the only time I remember him like truly like conceding in the clutch was that San Antonio game when where, where, he was just horrible. Yep. And Brunson was on fire and he just let Brunson have it and he just, you know, basically spot and, up in the corner. And, and, <laughs> and has never done it again. And never did again. Yeah. Because he, he he just was like, better. okay. Yeah. He, he got better and that was it. And shout out to Pop for asking Dougie McBuckets to stop Jalen Brunson. God, that yeah. was that was such an interesting coaching decision. But but still, I, I, I think but we can do that more though that's the thing like yeah pop coaching this season, but why like why does it have to be luca attacking the mismatches in the clutch like why can't brunson do brunson can do that like yes. it's especially that. especially if rudy gobert is 27 feet away from the basket like, he's a good defensive player, but I don't think his ass is getting from the three-point line to the rim faster than the ball is. And so. even if he's, if he's like, going back to the rim, hedging back to the rim, at that point, Luka's going to be open. And even if people rotate to Luka, he, someone's they, going to be open. <laughs> you know exactly, exactly. Someone's going to be open. So it's like... The, the, it's the, it's bad. The clutch offense is bad, and it affects the clutch defense. And we're just bad in the clutch. And it starts with Luca and the coaching staff. Because I'm not just like I'm said. I don't think it's just Luca going rogue and like no. ignoring like set plays. He's not like they're in agreement that hey, this is we think this is like the best method, and it's not. It's really not. Um. So I mean, I hope that especially for the Jazz. Um like matchup they need to figure it out because they they can't guard our sets i don't think they can effectively or consistently they can't guard us so you have to trust that you have to trust that we had we got the lead back we got the lead back when he checked in just trust that process man and they were running the same sets i saw um is beautiful um thread and you saw it in real time too they were running the same like dribble handoff sets with brunson and dinwiddie in the game as lucas so it's, it's not like they're just running like completely different plays they're running the same shit bro <laughs> they're running the same shit so why do you just stop it in the last like three minutes it makes no sense, it doesn't and, make sense. And, and this is where it's like i don't know i used to blame it on luca being out of shape but he's not in shape he's not out of shape he's not gassed this is just the way he wants to play and this is where jason kidd being a former player is detrimental 
I say that, but he did the same shit under Carlisle. Like this is just this is just the thing. This is this is I mean, this he's the superstar. Like you're gonna do what he wants to do yeah. down the clutch, but this is where somebody maybe where Jason Kidd being a former player, he has to gravitize and be like, Hey man, you know, you ain't winning these matchups and I look at Lucas clutch stats, like they're not that great, bro. They're not good. Like we ain't talking about DeMar DeRozan here where you shoot like 60% from the field in the last five minutes of a close game. It's, it's not great. So to me, we have a big enough sample to be like, Hey man, let's, let's try something else. Let's do something different. Cause this shit ain't working. And I know some people are going to listen to this and be like, what about the buzzer beaters? It's, it's that Kobe Bryant shit. Kobe Bryant was objectively a poor clutch player for his career. He just shot the fucking ball every single time in that situation. So a great player is going to obviously create some highlights when they shoot every single shot with the game on the line. And that's kind of what Luka does. It's like, man, I just, just give it up. Even, I'm not saying concede the offense to Jalen or Spencer. Yeah. I'm saying just, hey, man, the if there's five possessions left in 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 in, a, in the game, and like we, because I, I think we score what seven minutes. I'm sorry, seven points in the last what eight minutes or five minutes or something to that effect. So whatever we doing is obviously not working. Let's just mix it up. Let's try something different. Just one time, one time out of three, just to see what happens. And you know what's funny too? Everyone's like, what we've been complaining about are the drives like Uncle Bear and all that. But no one has brought up the two good looks he got from three that he just missed. And the funny thing is, there were two good looks and he just missed, but the process of those were much better, bro. He was yeah. screening with Brunson. Like they were running a two man game and he got an open, like a semi open three from that that's good offense like he missed yes but that's good offense you know what I mean do that and I'm granted they did that like when it was like really down to the wire and they were really desperate so it shows that you can do that like it's an option but it's just not the first option that they want and they should be looking at it as a bigger option like or probably the best option in some cases definitely in this case so it's it's the process is there like they can do more of that like i ain't seen lucas screen that much in the clutch he did it like a couple times too i ain't seen him screen that much in the clutch in a while like and that was just under that was like a couple seconds so that's how sad it is you know at this point but um you're right it's a it's a young guy thing you know um guy you know they think they could beat the world you know themselves and all that but it, it's something he yeah he definitely has to grow out of because it's it's this can't like follow him deep into his career because like you said no one's gonna want to like play with you know you and um yeah I I think he's going to learn <laughs> and I mean I have no choice but to feel that way too because you know he's the guy on my team yeah. so I'm putting um my faith in him that he can you know, adjust. I need him to learn like tomorrow. <laughs> like, I, I, don't, I don't need this. Like, I'm serious. I thought this matchup, I wanted Utah because I'm like, man, eventually, I know we couldn't guard them yesterday, but I know Donovan Mitchell just made a lot of tough shots. Like, he, he shot the blood out the ball. I and mean, he's a great player, but 
a lot of them was like low-key bad shots, just keeping it real, totally outside the rhythm of the offense. And he's good, but Buddy shoot like 35% from three, shooting them same shots. I, I, I'm, and I know regression is going to come for Spencer and Davis, but I, I just feel like he's not going to make that shit consistently, right? And mm. so I still feel good about our chances, but we could be winning the game. And if that clogged toilet offense, that, that gets you beat by teams that are better, that you're better than, in my opinion. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like yeah. If, if you're going to do that clogged toilet offense, that, that's going to lose you games. You were winning the whole game. Uh, and I, I just don't want to see it. I need that shit fix right away and not not I don't I don't want that to be a thing even going into the playoffs just do some shit get other dudes involved and if you lose it I mean we lose we have a word is it, the data is the data we're a bad crunch time offense how I seriously I think we're I'm pretty sure we like bottom four or five in the league aren't we uh, I gotta look back at it but I think we are I want to say we're second worst or third worst. So, like, seriously, what the fuck do we got to lose in that situation? And some people not going to want to hear that because everyone loves Luca, and I feel like anything that disparages Luca, people get in their feelings. But the thing that pisses me off is if I didn't think Luca was smart enough to do it, I'd be bothered. I'd be like, man, that's just, you know, this is just the life we chose with him, but it's ego, and he knows that because he, the Gobert's guarding him literally. I think Gobert was above the three point line sometimes guarding him, and it's like, bro, swing that bitch to somebody else. Let them dribble, drive, do something. Because the mother, I swear to God, none of the other dudes play defense. It's actually bad. Well, they don't. It's it at the way Gobert's not in the paint. Like, yeah, the way Dwight had his 22 points, people are going to try to blame that on go. No, that's his teammate's fault. It's his teammate's fault, man. Like, it, it, it's, I still think we should beat them dudes, but if the game is close, they are a good coach team. And if Luca keeps taking that bait, I don't think he's just going to be able to pack Buddy up. I don't. I really don't. Yeah, I mean, like I said, this first round of series is going to be real interesting. It's going to be real interesting. So, um, yeah, we're just going to have to um, see what they, they can come up with. We play them two more times. That's what I said. So I'm, I'm intrigued. I, I want to see what the coaches do because, like, I mean, last game felt like a playoff game. And both coaches were trying to be coy, talking about, yeah, this is just another regular season game. And, you know, trying to be coy about it. But, you know, both teams understand the underlying, like, stakes here. And we played them two more times. So I don't know if they're going to show their hands, you know, kind of give away all their counters. But it's just going to be interesting. It's going to be highly contested. So we'll see. If we get popped in both matchups, then yeah, I don't like. Then my my confidence is gonna be gone because to first of all to sweep a team in a you know season series is hard. And granted, yeah, I know we didn't have Luca for the first matchup, but if they sweep us in a season series, then yeah, I don't know. Granted, season series aren't playoff games, but still, like you know, that's that's a little telling. Yeah. So, I mean, um, if they sweep us in the season series, we ain't even gonna play them. We 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 probably dropping a six. Yeah, we're probably dropping to six if that's yeah, the case. Yeah, I don't 
I think we got six losses. Well, before the series, series, the back post All Star Game schedule came out, I thought we had six losses on the schedule. Um, I felt like we would lose to one of them. We mm-hmm. would we would go two and one against them to close mm-hmm. it out. I thought so too. Yeah. So that's one of the losses. It was going to be hard to beat Utah and Utah. Should I think we lost eleven straight times. So. We got to, I think the last two are in Dallas, so we got to win those. Yeah, I agree. And that's also why I've been, I mean, now it's looking, oh, I wish we beat them, you know, the three times to get the home court advantage. But that's why home court is important in this series too. If they have home court, then my confidence goes down a little bit because Utah is just a hard place to play in. Um, my confidence would go down slightly if if it's, if we don't have home court, but it's still nothing that I'm, I'm still not jumping ship. Yeah. 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 So I, I, I still feel good. Um, hey, we let's plug the uh you're doing a pregame space with Nat tomorrow, right? Yes. So for the Golden State um Mavericks game, um Nat at Nat Influential on Twitter. Um, some of you might know we're doing a pregame space um just to talk about the matchup and just hoops in general. So yes, it's at 5 30 Eastern. Um, so 4.30 Dallas time. So, yes, please join um, everyone, and let's just talk about hoops. Yes, please join. Um, you know, I joke about it. You know, I do be gassing the homie up, but, you know, I won't. I did this pod when I was looking at coming up with looking for a, a co-host. I pick SJ because I, I do think she's lightweight, a basketball genius. we become friends, but, like, personal relationships aside she know her shit so go listen to her go join that space i'll definitely be there so it's gonna be dope um yeah man i don't got anything to plug i think we kept this under 45 minutes i am wrapping it up and thanking y'all for listening to another episode our last two weeks last two episodes are by far our best so I hope we keep the energy moving. Tell your friends, tell one, tell all. And uh, we appreciate everybody for messing with us. We really, really do. And uh, that's all I got. SJ, you got anything? No, sir. All right. We'll talk to y'all later. Peace. <laughs>